Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we're going to cover a variety of topics today. Obviously, the Super Bowl is looming large in everyone's mind coming up in a few days here. You're probably wondering about my niece's birthday today or my sister's birthday today and how that went. But we're going to start with the drubbing in progress. Uh, you're, we're joining in progress. There's 1339 left and counting in the first half. And the Colorado Buffaloes are leading the Arizona State Sun Devils 21-4. to um, Which is better than it was just a minute ago when it was 21-3. Yeah, to three. The comeback is on. I, I had texted you, Matt, um, you know, tongue-in-cheek that we are a first-half team because we seem to always make poor adjustments and get beat by double figures in the second half. Um, I, I'm not sure what to make of that if in the first half we're down by 17. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, um, I mean, I, I think we talked a few weeks ago and they were 2 and 0, and then they got to 4 and 0 and, and wondered if it was, you know, something we could count on lasting. And the answer is clearly not. Now we're 5 and 6, and uh, obviously early in this one, but that would put us on a fast train to 5 and 7. Um, and just, just, um, I mean, uninspired, like, you know, lost at Oregon State in a game that wasn't close, uh, got blown out by Cal at home last weekend, being mm-hmm. handled by a, by a very bad Cal team. Colorado's a good team. Colorado's probably going to go to the tournament. Um, but, man, it, it just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say except to say that I'm disappointed but yet not totally surprised because it just seems like this is kind of what ASU basketball does in the – early years and even before that to be honest i i think where i land on this is are we at the end of the hurley era in sort of a herb sendekian way of like it's not like the bottom hasn't fallen out we're a 500 team but like we're just not gonna get to the next level with hurley either you know? No, but but I I go back to what I've said to you before in the last you know I've said it a lot more in the last year than I ever have before, and and I hate saying this, but like I don't know that it matters. I, I'm not sure. I mean, we might be at the end of the Hurley years for one reason or another. There's a new AD coming in at some point, um, you know, and who might want to make his own hire. But unless the unless the university gets serious about basketball and makes an effort to, you know, win in basketball uh, beyond just, well, hire the coach and let him, you know, let him figure it out. I don't know that it's going to matter. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Bobby Hurley is experiencing the same thing that Herb Sendek did and the same thing that Rob Evans did and the same thing that Bill Frieder did. There's a there's a top on this program, and, and I, I just, I mean, I don't know. Does it, does it matter who's the coach if they're just going to have the same – level of success slash non-success yeah i mean i hate to be that way i really do but i understand that it may be just you know shuffling the deck chairs on the titanic with with a coaching change but yeah but sometimes you just have to because you have i mean eventually you have to and and the coach may make that decision for you Mm -hmm. like I, i mean i I'm surprised we've discussed this. I'm surprised Bobby Hurley hasn't left on his own. Uh, I, you know, he's in, he's a Northeast guy. There's tons of, you know, uh, mid major to major opportunities back in that area that he probably could have had. Mm-hmm. Um, and still could, you know, I, I don't think that window's closed. Oh, I mean, I think if I think, he's willing to go down, he yeah, could, for sure. Yeah. For sure. If he, if he was willing to go to, uh, a, a Non upper tier Big East, you know, obviously not UConn or, or Villanova or something like that. But, uh, you know, uh, if he had been willing to go to St. John's, I, I bet he could have had that job. Maybe not last time because they zeroed in on Patino, but it, but three years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that. Um, and, and I, well, and I, I also think, kind of think he might have more success there. I really yeah. do. Like, well, I, I could see him going there and, and being a top 25 team and we'll be like, well, what the hell, man? Why couldn't you do that here? I I could very easily see him taking a one year assistantship on Dan's staff 
Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, going somewhere else and yeah. be, yeah. you know, and having it be and like, he, look at this, he, what a coup. And he probably should. I mean, like, I hate to say it again, but like, we've, we've talked about it and, and I, you know, we have other things to discuss, so I don't want to spend an hour on ASU and my frustrations, although I could. But, you know, I just, I look at ASU and I see, a, you know, a president that doesn't seem to care about athletics, uh, an AD that, you know, isn't there anymore, but he was there and, you well, know. we're still paying him, so. We're still paying him, but he's not in that job, um, who, you know, basically, you know, let Bobby Hurley's wife be, you know, sexually harassed and took the side of the booster. Um, an, an arena that's, you know, no different than it was 20 years ago when we were coming in as freshmen. Meanwhile, across the parking lot, there's a sparkling new arena for the hockey program. Uh, and, I, and I think, like, man, why is Bobby Hurley still here? Like, I've, I've asked that question, and I, the only answer I can think is that he's established a home here in Phoenix, and he, you know, he, he likes being able to you know, go outside 12 months a year, and his kids are comfortable. Yeah. And so it's like, well, maybe you know, take, the, take the job that you're not super thrilled with, but everything else is good. Yeah. And, and if that's true... Cool. I, you know, I, I wouldn't blame him if that was the case, but job-wise, I can't see a reason why he's still here. Uh, it's a, uh, it's, I don't know how to put this. It's a years-long process now of just, like, moments, then some hope, and then it goes yeah. away, and then it's, yeah. you know, we're about a 500 and it, team, and maybe you let him start the Big 12 era, but it also feels like an opportunity, but you can't make any yeah. of these changes because you're you're not going to let an interim AD hire the men's basketball coach. No, no, mm-hmm. no, I agree. I mean, and, and you know, the Big 12's going to be much tougher than what yeah. we've had, really, for pretty much all of Hurley's run. The Pac-12 has been mediocre, if not outright bad. You know, like the golden era of what was Pac-10 basketball predates Hurley. I mean, when we were in college Mm -hmm. and and the few years right after, it was like, man, those some really good teams, a lot of really good players. It hadn't been that way in a long time. And and now you go into a Big 12 that's got Kansas and Houston and Baylor and Texas Tech and TCU and Arizona coming with us, you know, and that's a good conference. You know, West Virginia has been a really good program, not so much this year. Kansas mm-hmm. State has been really good. Uh, you know, that, that's a loaded conference that the road is only going to get tougher. We've talked about football and how, like, there's no real alpha in the football Big 12. Yeah. There's several in the, in the basketball Big 12. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, it's going to be a tougher road than what we've had, and we haven't been able to take advantage of, of a fairly manageable conference the last decade. Yeah, and look, some of that's on him. I, you know, I, I don't want to like absolve him and say like, "Oh, we've got John Wooden here on the staff, and we're ruining him." Yeah, I, I think he's made some mistakes, and and you know, I, he's not the perfect coach. But do I think that? Do I think if he was coaching at UConn that they could be you know a, a, the number one team in the country? Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of do because yeah. I think he'd have the resources there to win and the support there to win. Yeah. I, I mean, a number just flashed on the screen that I think is a relevant stat, and then we'll, we can get off of ASU basketball, but 11th in scoring in the conference, last in field goal percentage, last in rebounding differential, um, among, in, and, and ranked in the 300s nationally in rebounding differential. Like, yeah. That, that's it's not, not good. good. Enough. <laughs> you it's know? just not. And, You're not going to win consistently with those kind of numbers and, and and when we've had really good offenses we've been bad defensively mm-hmm. under you know like he's he's never put together a team that is kind of well-rounded mm-hmm. um you know and and i mean i i guess we can briefly t- i texted you his quote now it was it out of context i guess it might have been I, I didn't see it but i read it you know how do we get better shooters well we need better nil like that may be true, man, but that, that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. It's not up to me and the fans to do your job for you. It just isn't. Come on. I mean, part of that, foot, the, the football is different from basketball, too, because, like, 
I don't know what Creighton's NIL situation is. I, right. I don't know what Butler's NIL situation is. But they got kids who can shoot. They do. You know? They do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that. I mean, and, and I, you know, I, I said this to you in the text, like, you know, Dillingham can make the, oh, we need better NIL to help me because we don't have a, a comparison. We have several years of Bobby Hurley that was pre-NIL. It's not that much different. It's not like he was, you know, we were in the top 10 in the country and then NIL came in and, oh, boy, we're so far behind. And, wow, geez, the game passed us by because we're not up to date with the NIL program. You know, like, uh, you know, yeah, we got to number three in the country one year under him. But by the end of the season, we were in the first four. Um, And that's really that stands out as the only year. I mean, like a couple times we were at the bottom of the top 25 here and there. Yeah. We've never really been at an upper tier top 10 program under him. And again, I'm not sure that's his fault. I, I think, you know, I remember when we were in college, you know, the ASU basketball will never be any better. And I, I remember getting angry at that notion and I still don't totally, but I don't think there's some curse over ASU basketball. I think there's an apathy over ASU in general mm-hmm. right now that is really causing me some, some some heartache as I think, you know, more and more. I just, I remember 10 years ago and even five years ago how I felt about ASU sports and I just don't feel that way and I, I want to, but you can't fake it. And, and so I, that's, I mean, again, we could spend three hours on that, uh, but it, it's just frustrating and disappointing. Yeah. Um, we'll, I, I think post Super Bowl, let's have a discussion about the state of the program again. I know we it's, might uh, need to, we might need you know, to, but yeah. it's, uh, I've got a lot of thoughts and we could bounce some things off each other, but yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, we got other, we got other pressing business, so we'll, we'll mm-hmm. save it. Um, Let's pivot now to the Super Bowl. We're going to save wrestling for last um, so you can stop uh, when we get to it. But let's <laughs> let's talk about the Super Bowl. Chiefs Niners, uh, an odd buildup, I think, as a fan to this game. I You know, it seems like the, the media day and all this stuff, like, I, I know I'm not the guy, right? Because I'm going to watch yeah. the game either way. But the, yeah. the eventitization of non-events <laughs> it is, you know, yeah. it's like the NBA draft is going to a second night. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Like, I they, know. They, they, we used well, to nobody just Nobody do... does it better than the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the NFL has, you know, pioneered the three-hour schedule release and the combine in the freaking combine guys in you know shorts and and shirts and running 40 yard dashes has become you know a tv event and an in-person event and so yeah they're gonna turn everything they can into into an event and we as a we not you and i but we as an american culture just laugh it up man so they're gonna keep doing it until we stop laughing it up but um you know i think the revised Pro Bowl works. I think it's fine. I th- it's fine. You know, yeah. I, 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 mean, I you think know. it's better than, you know, I, we all love the Sean Taylor hit, but it's better sure. than some Pro Bowl caliber punter getting drilled by a guy. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's fine. I, uh, I guess it's still something to put on TV. I mean, my, my thought would be don't have a game at all so we can stop with the ridiculous replacements. Yeah. Where we end up with, you know, Gardner Minshew making the Pro Bowl, who had a nice season, but he should not have been in the Pro Bowl. Um, like, stuff like that is still laughable. Um, but, sure, it's fine. You know, it's it's harmless, I guess. I mean, if you if you don't want to watch, which I didn't, yeah. you know, you're not missing anything. But if you want to turn it on and have some fun and, you know, watch a flag football game, cool. You know, there's there's no harm in that either. Yeah. But yeah, the the media day now turning into you know what what do they call it opening night or something like that. Yeah, I roll my eyes at that, man. It's 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 media day, but you know again people watch it. So until this stuff starts failing, they're just going to keep doing it. Yeah, fair. But uh, I don't know. Overall, I uh, 
think I'm pulling for the Niners. I'm, I'm not, I am. I'm not I sure am. how I feel, but I think I'm pulling for the Niners. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm I know trying it, not to be anti-Chiefs. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't want the Chiefs to become the Patriots for me, and I don't. I'm, I'm going to work hard not to let that happen. But I have had a hard time with them this year. Uh, the, the you know, kind of sense of entitlement they seem to have. And look, I guess they've earned it. You know, I mean, they've won championships. and But the, you know, the whining after the offside call against the Bills about, like, basically, you know, basically, like, you know, that, that play was too good for you to call an obvious penalty. Like, huh? Uh, and, and then the Justin Tucker thing a couple weeks ago where they're throwing his gear aside when he's warming up. And, like, that stuff just has started to wear on me a bit with them. Yeah, the the you know the the Kelsey saga. I I just yeah I I could do without all of it. I I like Mahomes, but he's kind of annoyed me a little this year. I like Andy Reid, fine. Um, although again, the Andy Reid, you know, when when Andy Reid said it was something like you know a, a a black mark for the NFL or something when that call was made, like come on, man. Uh, yeah. You know, like maybe be aware of your own history before you go down that road. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I, right call, first of all. I rooted for the Chiefs to get their first one. Me too. Because Me too. I wanted Reed to get one after Me all too. the getting so close Agreed. to the Eagles, and I wanted all of those things. But yes. I now that they have it, it's like eh, okay. Well, it'd be kind of cool for you know, McCaffrey and Shanahan to get there for a Agreed, season. agreed. And I like Purdy, you know, Arizona kid. Um, you know, we, we should have been more aggressive and that, that's, that's a topic we could discuss. That's a in fun the near story. Future too. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, revisionist, uh, history that Herb Edwards has, you know, basically tried to portray that he recruited him, which he did not. Um, I did like the assistants who were like, no, yeah. no. I think it was uh, Donnie Yantis who was. It was, like a, it was, yeah, yeah. Which you know, all Herm had to say, and he would have been right, was like he got here too late to really recruit. Like, I mean, Herm didn't take over until 2018, right? Yeah. 2017. Which what? He had, now, I'm, now he, I'm second guessing. Seven, no, 17 was still Graham, right? Yeah, that was the season? lame yeah. duck Graham year. Yeah, so so Herm gets here in what December of 17. You know, basically takes the reins January of 18. Purdy was, Purdy was a senior already, wasn't he? He was a senior in high school because did he start at Iowa State in twenty eighteen? I think so, well, but at you. that point, he remember yes. that was also back when second signing day mattered was a bigger deal, and he because yeah, yeah. he, he, he had, did sign late, yeah, because he That's had true. a preferred walk on at Alabama at Alabama, yeah. But even then, so like Herb had a month to recruit him. Like that's all you gotta say is like, well, you know, boy, we. We, you know, boy, I wish we'd had a chance to recruit him. I mean, you could kind of throw the previous staff under the bus, and at least it's being truthful. But don't say you recruited him. No, you didn't. You, you mm. weren't even the coach here. Uh, you know, I mean, he he had already kind of had his window. Now, did they give him an opportunity? Apparently not. Apparently, you know, they offered him a, a they offered him a scholarship on the contingency that he accepted it. Yeah. I guess is kind of the story I've heard now. Um, but still, you know, like the. A lot had been cast by that point. He finished his senior year. He had to sign in February, and he went to, you know. But bottom line, I, I like him. I, I feel like he gets a little, it, you know, it's it's the classic, like, American sports narrative. We we love the underdog. It's, oh, yeah, that guy. And then, and then he gets too successful. And it's like, well, this guy actually sucks. Let me tell you why he sucks. Like, I don't think he sucks. I, is he a Hall of Famer? You know, probably not. You know, he's not Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, but he's a pretty good quarterback. He's, he's fit what they needed pretty well, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, if it I, was that easy, other guys would have done just as well, but they haven't. Yeah, I, I think that there's some good stuff with the Mr. Irrelevant story. I do like the discussion, which didn't really get that far, of, um, you know, we were looking at Tom Brady, you know, you're yeah. the starter unless we get Tom Brady and he, you know, Purdy's quote about like, at first I was like, okay, I get it. And then I was like, well, wait a second, <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, yeah. I, 
I, I like the guy, you know, I, I, I hope he does well on the big stage. Uh, you know, feels like, feels like it's one of those where like he could go out and have a great game or if he, you know, throws two picks and they lose and it's like, Oh, they got to get a different quarterback. Like the, the range of possibilities, uh, you know, for what we're going to be talking about with Brock Purdy on, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning is very wide. Um, but I, you know, I hope he does well. I, I, I like the, the story. And again, you know, like if it was that easy, the whole like, oh, it's, you know, whoever was the quarterback there would be doing that well. Well, uh, I mean, they drafted Trey Lance really high and he didn't do that well. And yeah. they had Garoppolo and he wasn't doing that well. La- I mean, he was doing okay last year till he got hurt. But like they, they committed to this guy for a reason and he's proven them right so far. Yeah. Well, and if you want to talk about like, that conversation in the context of, you know, Kyle Shanahan seems to have an offense that, you know, if the quarterback buys in and it's the right fit, sure. they, they sure. kind of take off Matt Ryan-esque. Right. But, you know, Matt Ryan was the first overall pick. So He was, and probably a borderline Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, when Garoppolo got hurt, they, you know, he got hurt a few times with them, and it was Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard and, those guys didn't light the world on fire at all. They lost a lot. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, the whole, like, oh, anybody could be the quarterback of this team. Like, well, I mean, we've got actual evidence of guys not being as good as Brock Purdy in the same offense. Now, okay, they didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Whatever. I mean, I suppose well, you can make those comps, but they've had good players. That's one of those moments where it's like, that was a very good trade that we don't talk about John Lynch enough for. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It just clicked that whole offense into another gear for the last year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And and to his credit, you know, because like when he, when they made that trade, boy, he's injury prone and, you know, and he's been pretty durable for them. He hasn't missed much time in a year and a half now. I mean, he still gets nicked up and, you know, is on the injury report a lot, but he plays. Mm-hmm. And he and he's uh, proven to be a pretty like pretty tough runner for you know like when he came out it was like well is he is he going to be able to withstand the NFL rigors like you watch him and he you know he runs between the tackles and he takes some contact he's not just a finesse back like like you would have thought so no totally agreed that that was a great pickup for them and I mean they you know the Rams were apparently after him at the same time so like not only did they get him but they kept him from a division rival great trade. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for, I think, a Venn diagram of one, but anyone who's listening to this who also happened to watch the Senate Judiciary uh, nominations hearing today, I, I'm siding with Amir Ali and, and backing the Niners uh, over Josh Hawley's <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. So. Well, I, don't, <laughs> I couldn't say much on that one, but, uh, but yeah, I'm... I'm I'm rooting for the Niners. Uh, you know, I, I, I hope they win. I just, I think it'd be, uh, you know, I, I think it's sort of exactly what you said. Like, the you know, the Chiefs have gone from, like, kind of lovable upstarts to now they're the big bad wolf. And, you know, sports are always more compelling when there's a, when there's a top dog that mm-hmm. somebody's coming after. And the Chiefs have become that. Uh, and, and, you know, that's great. And they've earned it. But, you know, would I like to see him get knocked off, at least for this one? Yeah, I, that's that's my rooting interest. I was hoping yeah. Baltimore would do it. I really I really thought Baltimore would win. Yeah. I, I was kind of stunned by how that game went two weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. Uh, after, after Baltimore beat Houston, I know Houston, you know, kind of maxed out. They weren't a great team. But, like, I thought, you know, they're the best team. Like, I just really thought they were going to beat KC pretty handily, not five touchdowns, but they beat him convincingly and they'd win the Super Bowl fairly convincingly. And it would be one of those where like, yeah, that was the team all year. We, we just maybe didn't want to see it, but I guess not. Yeah. What, um, what is your final score prediction? Uh, well now uh, I've said I'm rooting for the 49ers. I don't know if I'm predicting the 49ers. Um, uh, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say 27 to 24, Kansas City. I'm gonna go same score, but Niners. I oh, okay, think, okay. Uh, well, there you go. All right, we're, we're you know right around. I think the uh, 
over under is like 47, 48. So, you know, kind of, kind of put ourselves right in that area. Um, well, let's, let's pivot away from this, uh, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. No, specifically. I'm good. I'm good. Um, ready to talk some WWE. Yeah. I have one more sports comment coming out of this okay. weekend with everything in Vegas. Um, the anti Oakland A's sentiment and the fact that some major national baseball writers are now starting to like really yeah. dig into it and really question what's happening. I, gosh, it feels like it's going to be an embarrassment. Uh, you know, Did you see um, Kawakami's article in the Athletic today or yesterday? I think it was posted. Yeah, about, he, he, you know, basically pointing out like don't don't just assume this is going to happen because yeah. they could have already had this in Oakland a couple times. Yeah, no, he um, he's one of the guys who I'm talking about. But him, Rosenthal, and Passan have yeah. all written things or been on camera talking about like, you know, how are they supposed, you know, they talk about how we're going to add money and add resources and we, we want to be competitive when we get there. It's like, who's coming to a, who's coming to a traveling team that's yeah. playing at a triple a stadium and road games for the whole year. Um, yeah. you know, which is, which is still a step down from playing in Oakland at the Coliseum, uh-huh. which is terrible, uh-huh. you know? And apparently they're going to, if they do that, they're going to lose TV money too. Yeah, unless they can get an agreement. Games, be outside the Bay Area. Yeah, unless they can get an agreement to like play in Sacramento. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it really is. It's it's rough, and yeah, I mean the you know the Las Vegas mayor saying you know they need to figure out a way to stay in Oakland. I mean, she doesn't have any power over it, but it, it's uh, certainly not a great you know ringing endorsement for the whole thing and. You know, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know this, but like Kawakami's article made the point that like, is the area they're planning to build the stadium big enough? Yeah, no. I mean, uh, that's you know, the thing. I they're saying the tropi- <laughs> the Tropicana site would be the smallest footprint in the league, yeah. and they and they're saying yeah. they're going to have a retractable roof. Well, the next smallest footprint is Minnesota, and they can't have a retractable roof. Right. So right. you know, and you you got to have a roof in, in Vegas. I mean, it's it's blazing hot over the summer it's like phoenix yeah you can't you know you can't be playing a wednesday afternoon day game outside vegas that's yeah. I mean, you know that's a disaster waiting to happen uh, you know as far as attendance and interest and you know and and i mean i've had the thought for months now like are we sure major league baseball in vegas is a great idea oh i think it's a terrible idea i, I mean a's aside like uh, let's let's no put no aside, no any just team, Vegas. Is, like, I don't know if it's going to work all that well. I mean, Vegas is the, you know, it would be the smallest market, smaller than Milwaukee. Yeah. And it's not the NFL where you play on the right. weekend, and the visiting team. It's as meaningful to see the visiting team there as it is the home team because there are so few games. Right, right. Which like, I've seen. I mean, I went and yeah. saw the Raiders this year, and it was full of Giants fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's like, oh man, if you're Giants, like, let's take a trip to Vegas. Yeah, cool. Well, you know? and it's the easiest like, wants to do that. But what you know, the the midweek, and I I will pick on my own here. Next year, if an interleague play or two years from now, the Brewers get the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like, I have no interest in going to Vegas for a three weekday right. series against That's my, it. you know, uh, and I love the Agreed. Brewers, but like, wh- why would and I over do the that? summer? You know, yeah. it's, it's hot there. I mean, I know Vegas gets, a, you know, a lot. It's a tourist attraction no matter what. But it's it's hot June, yeah. July, August. Well, I, and, I mean, and, but to your so, point, like, day baseball outside in Vegas is yeah. not a tourist attraction. The pool outside is a tourist attraction. Right, right, exactly. You know, or, or, or indoors in the casino where it's air-conditioned and you lose track of time and, you know, you get free drinks and, you know, like, that's the attraction. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, now, hockey has worked extremely well there. Better than I would have anticipated, but I think hockey's done a great job of making it into a, an event. That well, the, the glitz and the glamour and all that, well, and, and, and hockey was to road fans. Hockey was way. first. Hockey was first, true. And it, you and, know, and, and you know, and it is road fans. And and the, I think one thing you're getting at is like you don't play three game series in hockey. If you're a Detroit Red Wings fan and you want to see the Red Wings in Vegas, they only go there once. So yeah. you know, it's like, well, I'm, I'm going to go. 
man, yeah, I got to see the Red Wings or I got to see the Blackhawks or whatever. Whereas baseball, like, yeah, the Yankees would, would get interest, but the Miami Marlins going to play Las Vegas, does anybody really care? A three-game series? Probably not. Well, and it's also, I guess, one of those things where it's like, if I'm the one, right? Like, I, I'm the fan. I'm the guy who you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, like, eh, I, if I'm going to yeah. go see my team play on the West Coast, I'll, I'll wait for the Dodger series. Yeah. I'll wait, I'll yeah, wait yeah. for the Angels series. Because one of the things that's a factor in all of this is, who am I going to watch play for the A's? Well, and that's it. And and that's what I was going to say. Like, maybe an expansion team like the Golden Knights would feel different. Maybe you could build it as like, you know, man, this is, you know, glitz. But if it's the A's who have torn down and are non-competitive and are probably going to get even worse in the next few years before they would have this stadium if they have it. I mean, like, yeah, that's the other thing. You're like, well, what's the attraction? Just going to Vegas? Well, yeah, you're right. I could go see and play the Dodgers, and then I could just you know drive over to Vegas after if, if I want yeah. to. I don't have to go there to see the team. So I don't know. I mean, hockey has has been better than I expected, much better. Like I remember when they first had that, and I thought like, man, is that gonna? But they have they have really found a great way to market, and they also got really good right away too. That doesn't hurt. Yeah. I mean, the first year they were in the Stanley Cup Finals, so. You know, can you replicate that with baseball? I, I doubt it, especially not with the A's, if it is the A's. I think I think what's going to happen is time's going to run out. And what I think they're going to leave Oakland, at least temporarily. Yeah. And I think what's going to happen is you're going to get to year four of their, you know, Exodus Moses-like journey across <laughs> yeah. the desert. But they're not going to have a stadium. They haven't. Which then what? That's what I'm saying. They haven't broke down. Their renderings are. All the reporters, all the Oakland based reporters are like, these renderings are old and have already been confirmed to not fit the footprint they have. Yeah. Yeah. So if this site falls through, they're going to have to find a new site. Going to have to do new renderings. Going to have to. Which this is already the second site. Yeah, weren't thinking they were going to go over by the football stadium at first, weren't yeah. they? And yeah. that fell through. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a, they they feel like the Arizona Coyotes, where mm-hmm. you know it's like uh, yeah, they're still playing. Uh, well, they're going to stay here. Do they have an arena? No. Do they have a plan for an arena? No. But, you know, it's like well, all right. How long can you make that last? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Enough of this nonsense. Let's get to the serious things. Yes, yes. Um, so I will I will lay the groundwork of what I know. Okay. Okay. Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble for the second year in a row. He did. He did. At the Rumble, there was a skybox with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman and a skybox with Seth Rollins, and it appeared based on how the TV edit was, that he was yelling and screaming at the Roman skybox and that Roman was yelling and screaming back. Oh, and he was. He was, yeah. And that Seth seemed to be kind of out of it. Yes. And then CM Punk got hurt. And all of a sudden, Seth Rollins made a, a heartfelt pitch for why his title is more important than Roman's title, which led to Roman then burying Seth and that title... And talking about how that title is not anything like his title and why his title is so great. Right. Um, And then The Rock decided that now is the time, not last year when everyone expected it in L.A. In Los Angeles, right, uh, exactly. That that now, when we were waiting for Cody to finish his story, um, whatever that is, and we can debate what that means, um, now is the time. And Cody is going to step aside to not finish his story. Uh, at and that this, has changed tonight. Yeah. Uh, and then there was some Rocky Sucks chance. There were. We want Cody chance. After a weekend of just like wrestling fan 
uprising unrest on social media. Yeah. From Friday night to Monday, that was just just. Uh, I mean, it was reminiscent of the Daniel Bryan stuff, I was but about with social say, media playing a bigger role. I was about to say it's Daniel Bryan's yes mania. It it's is. Kofi it mania. Is. It's yep. like the fans are rebelling aggressively. Yeah. yeah. And and they have now, depending on who you want to believe, they, this was all part of the plan. They knew this was coming, or they've changed course or so what, adjusted course. So what happened? But yes, tonight they had a an event in Vegas, capitalizing on obviously the Super Bowl being there, uh, a press conference. And so what happens? I'll give you the quick uh, two minute synopsis, or try to sum it up in two minutes. Seth Rollins comes out first, says, you know, blah blah blah. He wants to talk to Cody Rhodes. Instead, he gets Roman Reigns. Roman comes out with Heyman. You know, talks down to Rollins. They go back and forth. And Roman says, you know, it's not up to Cody anymore. You missed your opportunity. I choose who I want to face at WrestleMania, and I choose The Rock. And then The Rock comes out and gets booed. And I don't know if you saw that Rock was on McAfee today and was very heelish on McAfee. Well, I think... Uh, talk, I, talking about the Cody crybaby fans. Did you I, see that? I, I did, and I... I want to throw out a theory I heard about this, which is The Rock was testing the waters a month ago when he made that head of the table crack. Yes. Because yes. he wasn't going to commit to this if the fans, if he didn't think he was going to be loved. Yeah. But then the way they went about it has upset everyone was illogical it really yeah. was i mean and look i know wrestling fans you can you know say what you want about them and i've said plenty even though i am one um but like the royal rumble's a big deal and cody wins the royal rumble and then six days later it's like he's just gonna step aside and let and that was the whole thing like don't have cody win the rumble yeah could have had the rock really come out at 30 like you know have somebody else win the rumble and then Cody's got to work hard. And then, uh, well, before he gets that moment against Roman, The Rock comes in, swoops in, and then Cody has to work his way to, you know, whatever, or something like that. There's a way to do it. But anyway, yeah, The Rock, you know, kind of embraced the heel thing and certainly did tonight. He comes out and, you know, like they're chanting Rocky sucks and they're we want Cody. And he puts up a picture of the Samoa dynasty, you know, family tree on the board and says, you know, this is all that matters. And if you don't think that matters, it doesn't matter what you think. And, you know, the rock and Roman is official and they do their handshake. And here comes Cody out to say, this is bull bleep, which they bleeped out. I don't know why stuff gets bleeped on Peacock, but it did. Um, and he comes out and says, you know, I've made my decision and at WrestleMania, I'm choosing you, Roman. And so then Roman gets pissy and says, like, you know, you're yesterday's news. Go over to the kids' table with Seth, blah, blah, blah. You're irrelevant like your dad, which pisses off Cody. Cody says, you know, you want to talk about family. You know, if your grandfathers were alive, meeting The Rock and Roman, they'd be ashamed of you. The Rock gets pissed and comes over and says, you know, you talk about his family, you're talking about mine. And he slaps Cody Rhodes. And then, of course, very UFC-esque. They're all pulled apart and blah, blah, blah. And that's where we're left. Mm. And now I'm looking as we're talking, and Triple H has tweeted, it's official for WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. So I still feel like we're headed for a triple threat. That would be my guess. But they haven't said that. They're, they're, they're leaving us uncertain. But... You know, they've they've tweeted out Triple H's account, decision made. Cody Rhodes gets the chance to finish his story when he challenges Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania 40. Do I think that's the end of the story? I don't think so yet. Probably not. So that leads me to, to the following questions. Do you do the double dip that people expected last year? Rock loses to Roman, night one. Roman loses to Cody night two. Everybody gets a thing. Do you do? And, and I would have thought that made sense until they did the whole rock kind of comes to Roman's defense and, and slaps Cody, you know, like, I mean, as they're doing this, I'm thinking, okay, that's where we're headed. 
we're headed to Rock faces Roman, Roman faces Cody, separate matches. Rock still gets to try to kind of be the baby face. But tonight kind of seems like they're not going that direction. That Rock is going to play a heel role with Roman. And, and so I don't know. I, like, Triple Threat seems to me the only one that makes sense. But because then, having Rock face Cody, what's the point? Cody already won the Rumble. He shouldn't yeah. have to beat someone else to face Roman. No, I think the only way that makes sense is if you say Rock Roman is for the title and Rock beats Roman. And then Cody yeah. beats Rock. And then, but I, you know, but I then, but then you're asking that. the Rock yeah. to fight back-to-back nights. I mean, the other no, thing I is, like, so. yeah. You, yeah. You, you know, I don't think you're going to get this, but do you need The Rock now for SummerSlam? Like, I don't know. I don't like, know. I mean, it feels to me like, like Rock has basically, I mean, we can't ignore the real life part of this, which is that The Rock is now part of the board of TKO. Yeah. And can basically call his own shots now. And yeah. it sounds like from what, you know, now wrestling reporters are worse than sports reporters. They just take stuff that we all know and then they turn it into some inside dirt gossip. But I mean, the speculation for whatever it's worth is that like, well, they thought about the rock in Australia and they thought about the rock in Saudi Arabia, but the rock said, no pun intended, uh, it's going to be WrestleMania. I'm fighting at WrestleMania, you know, like, so it's almost like, well, okay, that, you know, like the rock is fighting at WrestleMania. You know, I read the speculation that, like, well, okay, tonight they set up, like, Rock's going to be there next year. I don't think so. They didn't They didn't set that up at all. So, no. to me, the only thing that makes sense is a triple threat, where you essentially end up with the storyline from 10 years ago, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. where Daniel Bryan is the babyface against Batista and Orton. And, you know, they're both heels, basically. And it's, you know, the the heroic underdog now has to beat the two heels. That's mm-hmm. almost how it, I mean, it's not a one-on-two, but it'll feel that way in a sense. Well, and then, so let me ask you uh, a question. Where do you go with Seth? Because, like, so Seth was the... That they, that they go Drew McIntyre with Seth. Because Drew McIntyre is killing it as this heel character after CM Punk got hurt. He's just he's just knocking him dead. Like they need to give him that match. I don't know if he wins, but he is doing fantastic in this heel role. Like I hope that's the direction they go. I don't know if they will, but I hope so. Yeah. I'm 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 reading some speculation and it's just speculation that they do a rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth at WrestleMania night one, and then Roman Cody night two. I don't know if I love that, because Seth was part of this whole thing tonight, too. Yeah, but, well, and also, why was... He came to Cody's defense when he got slapped, and he got into it with The Rock, and so it almost feels like they want him to be part of the storyline, too. I guess. But then you've got Rock, who has a problem with Roman, but is also cool with Roman? I guess. It's almost like the Rock-Roman match is now being portrayed a little bit like, you know, this is for the family, but but we're family. You know, it's the uh, uh, the Eric Stratton. They can't do mm-hmm. that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges type of thing. Yeah, uh, That's kind of how I'm... I don't know. I mean, look, I'll give them credit because this is what you want this time of year. You want us to keep watching, right? You don't want to give us all the answers. You want us to watch tomorrow on SmackDown, and then you want something at the end of Friday. Oh, man, now i got to watch Monday. Then i got to watch next Friday. And they're doing that. Like, now we want to see what happens on SmackDown. Roman's going to be on, I think. Cody's going to be on. Like, well, now we got to see. So we don't have the answers. Uh, But I do – I mean, I feel like now they've at least made it clear that Cody's going to be against Roman in some capacity, which I will – I mean, you tell me all you want, the inside dirt. I don't believe that was the plan last Friday night. Mm-hmm. I think last Friday night was Cody's going to move aside and we're going to get our big rock Roman match. The fans are going to love it. And then they got a lot of pushback, and I think they've they've changed course. That's that's my belief, at least. Yeah. I'm... I think they expected everybody to be, oh, it's the rock. Oh. And instead people were like, hey, wait a minute. What, what, what's going on here? You have this guy win the Rumble. He should have won last year. Now you're just going to, like, 
move him aside? That doesn't make any sense. Well, and, and I think part of it is they have built Cody, and, and, and I don't mean they like Cody's not a part of it, but Cody has been built into this white hot baby yes. face. Like, yes. yes. Everyone is on board. The and some of it was, you know, actual booking and some of it was like he tore his pec and there was no yes. hiding it. There was no makeup and he fought a match. And he, he fought and, a match. And a the, long match. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And the fans yeah. are like, "Okay, like you're right." Well, and he's he's we, just so freaking fan friendly too and not yeah. in a cheesy way. Like not it's really Cena. not like, you know, he's, he's taking, you know, he'll, he'll, you know, he's taking kids to WrestleMania who tweet videos to him and he's yeah. going in the stands for some, you know, girl who's legally blind and has a sign that I'm here to see Cody and he's going in and getting a picture with her after a house show. And like, it's, it's like, it seems like genuinely as much as anyone can be that he really embraces it yeah. and, and people have taken to it and, you know, we're, it's wrestling's not what it was in the eighties. The, the all American hero Hulk Hogan type, they usually don't get over his faces, but he has found a way to do so. Yeah. I, I mean, one, I think you're right. I do think it's real. It's kind of like, it's funny cause they booked Cena this way, but it, it was cartoonish. It was, it and, was, I was and, thinking that. Yeah. And Cody yeah. isn't cause like Cena has the, you know, and WWE loves to tout this, he has the Guinness record for most wishes granted for Make-A-Wish. And it's like, that's an incredible thing. And you don't do that just for PR. Like, there has to be something about you wanting to do that. I agree, I agree. But Cody, I don't know if it's the neck tattoo, I don't know if it's just the history, which I think it very well could be. I think it probably is some of that. It's, It's his history, it's Dusty's. You well, know, and that's the he, thing is like longtime wrestling fans remember Dusty and he was kind of the the you know, he wasn't the glory guy. He was the yeah. guy going up against Ric Flair and you know and, and he was the guy who I never it made it. That. You know, Dusty was the guy who never made it, and Cody basically got treated like a worse version of Dusty. Like they treated yes. Cody like they had to have him there because he was Dusty's son. Right. right. They gave him <laughs> dumb gimmicks and I mean it, it it bottomed out with stardust yeah. before he left. Um, and, you know, and yeah, I think there is that like, like Cena, Cena seems like a good guy. I agree. But Cena never really had to like go through the tough times. He was a prodigy who came up through OVW and he quickly got pushed to the top. And, and, you know, so I think the fans sort of rebelled against this, like, Oh, all American good guy, screw you. You know, we don't, we don't need you. And, you know, whereas Cody, it's like, well, man, this guy had to like, I mean, he made himself into this. He left, he left WWE and yeah, he left and, and, you know, and was, I mean, I remember when the whole eight, you know, before it was called AEW and Cody Rhodes is going to start. And I remember thinking like, oh yeah, I'm sure that's going to work. Who cares about Cody Rhodes? But he made it into something and made himself into something and and I think yeah I mean you know that that real life stuff does matter in in how you get over as a character. Yeah, and, and and I think people, kind of the you know, going back to the family, the son of a plumber part, like yes, yes. he, you know, we all watched his dad or our dads watched his dad, right? Not right. get there, you know, right? Like just. Right get so close and then we watched him not get there and actually not right. ever get particularly close no not at all and he's now he's run. left and yeah. he's and he's close again and you know we just I, we like the fans generally just want it like just get give give him the belt and let yeah. us be done yeah. i mean and if they do go and i don't know if they will if they do go triple threat if they go that route and he wins. I mean, God, it gets him over even more, doesn't it? Yeah. Then he, now he's not only beaten Roman, but he's beaten The Rock. I mean, and I, and I think if you're going to do it, he's got to pin Roman. Got yeah. to. Roman can't lose the title by not not being pinned. I know they'll say he can. You know, that's always the, you know, renouncers love to say that at a triple threat or you know, no champions advance. But realistically, he's had the title this long. Somebody's got to beat him. But like, one, two, three, right there. We need a declarative, like, this is the moment we've waited for. But if you beat The Rock, too, it's like, uh, that's, man, that's big. If you go that, 
that's as big a stamp of a baby face as you can get, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I think at the very least, I'm glad they've got, because I, again, I 100% believe that six nights ago, the plan was Cody Seth, Rock Roman. And, and that was where they were headed. And then I think the pushback to it made them change course. And I'm glad they've changed course. Again, they'll probably tell you, this was the plan all along. We always expected this. I, I don't believe that. I don't think The Rock came back to be a heel. Now, lead into it, The Rock's a good heel. Yeah. And, and I, I'm glad that it seems like they're going to lead into it. But The Rock came back because he's had a couple of big movie flops. And this was a chance to like, oh, man, everybody's going to love me again. I do not believe that this was all the plan to make The Rock a, a bad guy. Well, but and since he is, embrace it. Well, I think part of this also was like, maybe they got a little over their skis when he was in Denver and he just came out and there was this huge pop because it was yes. so unexpected. Yes, you know? I think so. And it's I like, think so. wow, yeah. look at this. He's so over. He's still so over. And it's like, yeah, but if you, like, I'm just going to say, uh, you know, I'm picking a guy and this may not be fair, but like, if on Friday, out of nowhere, it starts counting down from 10 and at 2, Y2J pops up, people will go <laughs> oh, nuts. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. The returning star is is guaranteed pop in wrestling. And, and yeah, I mean, The Rock hasn't been on that much for the last, you know, 10 plus years since the two Cena matches, which I think was 28, 29. So, you know, a decade, he's made sporadic appearances. Very mm-hmm. sporadic. I mean, even when they've had like, oh, 25th anniversary of The Rock, he wasn't there. You know, so like, oh, him coming. Oh, man, this is huge. And yeah, I think so. I think that that got such a reaction in, what was that, September when he was on? just randomly on a, on a Friday night mm-hmm. and then he comes back, you know, on new years and, and does the whole, you know, should, should the rock sit at the head of the table? And yeah, people are going to go nuts, but, but it was how you got there. Yeah. There was a way to make rock Roman feel like a big deal and have the rock be the baby face, but they didn't go that way. They just did. I mean, the having Cody like, you know, seat the floor to the rock that, that rubbed, it rubbed us wrong. Yeah. If, if you if you watch the product, like eh, this doesn't make sense. Well, Cody wants the title, but oh, he's just going to step aside for the Rock, huh? Well, what? and it what just that? like he climbed the mountain last year, got to the top, had yeah. the entire bloodline beat him down. And I I was listening to Cheap Heat and and Stack Guy Greg made this point, and I think it's a good one. It's the bloodline's not the story anymore. Like it's not. Not you know, all. so no. like head of the table's not even really been his catchphrase for Agreed. a while. Agreed. Like no, the bloodline story has fizzled, and and maybe that's on purpose or you know. But yeah, the bloodline was super hot last year. Well, oh, is Jay going to turn? And what's going to happen with Sammy? What well, you know? And it has fizzled completely. But that's like, but I guess that's my point is like, so now to do this for like who's in charge? Who's the head? Of the yeah. It's like oh. Okay, but like Who cares? we're right. we're on to another thing, and if you want to have that match, that's great. But that match can be at, in Perth. That match can be SummerSlam. That match yeah, can be next year's. A, a, you know, I, I'm sure they'd love to put it on the Saudi show. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm sure they would. Now I've heard the rumblings that you know, The Rock thinks he has a future in politics and can't go to and Saudi. Does he Does he want to take the Saudi money? I, probably not. Uh, and that may, there may be truth to that. I could see that. Um, you know, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like the timing was off. Like, I, I mean, I'm stealing this point. Other people have made it. Like, people clamored for The Rock last year at WrestleMania and the year before at WrestleMania and the year before. And, and, and uh, you know, and then it was like, well, now I'm here to save the day. And it's like, uh, we're over it now. Well, we, we yeah, it's on. like we actually, we actually like the story that we have. Yes, you know. yes. We don't need the returning star. You know, I mean, they're well, loaded at the top right now. Like, their main event talent is really good. They got a yeah. lot. I mean, Punk gets hurt, and it's like, all right, well, there's plenty of guys you could replace him with. Like, that's a good place to be in. They don't need The Rock for a main event scene. Yeah. A couple years ago, they maybe did, because it was bleak. But now, it's like, man, you got, you know, 
you got Rollins, you got McIntyre, you got Sami Zayn, you got Kevin Owens, you got Cody, you got Roman. I mean, well, like, you got, that's, and then you've that's got, a lot of main event talent. You've got Randy, LA Knight. Yeah, that's you know. true. I forgot about them. Styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got probably legitimately eight to 12, you know, main event level guys that are believable to be in the world title picture. Like, you don't need The Rock. You don't need Stone Cold. I know Stone Cold was in the quote unquote main event two years ago, you know, with the Kevin Owens thing. Mm-hmm. But is it, first of all, there was only one championship match. Secondly, that was like an impromptu thing. Like, and it was in right, Texas. Cool, you know, no, no big deal. You're not taking anybody's spot yeah. by having that be there. This felt was, like taking someone's spot. Yeah. It, it And it's just the story was okay. Like, I, yeah. I think that's my point. Like, when the story was, well, they the elders have sent Solo and right. head of the table. And he's running roughshod, not over the company, but over the family. Right, you know? right. And it's like... It would have made sense last year. But we, yeah. but now our story is, he's a part-time champion. He, he's, he's beaten Very everybody. So, yeah. what's, so what is there to prove? And it's like, okay, but like, if we all know The Rock would be a, a part-time champ. Like, Even more. Yeah, The know? Rock's not going to win. Yeah, I mean, he's not winning the title. Like, I, I feel like they could have... I mean, it's too late now, but they could have done it where, you know, the rock, like you could have built it for months again, like, you know, Roman's treating Jimmy and and solo like crap. And then the rock's going to come back and it's like, Hey, I don't want your title. I don't need your title, but I'm going to defend our family's honor. Well, you know, and and that's your night one main event. And then Cody gets in night two. Yeah. Well, or if you want to do the big swerve move, have him drop the title in the, you know, fatal four way without getting pinned. And then he fights the rock and we don't have to make a mess of this. And, and like Cody and Randy Orton who have a history. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a way to do it that would have worked, but you know, I mean, again, I'll credit them because it feels like they pivoted and lean into the rock being the bad guy. Like, all right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, that, that's been successful in the past. Um, you know, lean into this like, oh, The Rock's coming back to save the day. And I, uh, yeah, let's have him run down the current guys and talk about how they can't hold a candle to him. And, you know, like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm interested in that. I'll, I'll take that. Um, yeah. Well, so we'll see. We'll see. It'll, you know, uh, again, keeps us guessing. We got just a little less than two months till the show. So I, I guess we don't need to know everything right now. Yeah. Um. Well, it's fun. It's fun to to speculate. It is. It is. Yes. Yes. I mean, and, I guess. You know. So I guess you set Seth up at Elimination Chamber, right? You make it either I mean, it for makes his. Sense. You do you like elim- an Elimination Chamber match. Uh, you know, it's for, either for, for his, his title or it's to face him. To face him. I mean, apparently he's good to go for WrestleMania. That's what I mean. He did interviews this week that said he's. You know, hoping to be back in the ring in a few weeks and WrestleMania, no problem. And so I would imagine it's for the, you know, the, the face him. But that's the thing that confuses me is like, okay, now you've like lumped him in with this rock thing. So is he going to be part of it? I, I mean, I hope they don't do a title unifying thing. We don't need that. We, we don't. Like, we just got two titles. Let's keep the two titles. Yeah. I know that's always a. You know, a, a cheap way to like get a bit, oh, title unification. Like, eh, no, we're good. We don't need two titles, do we? Mm, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Or we don't need one title, I mean. We do need two. Like, you know, two is good. Like, you know, you, you have one on each show, and uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we need two titles on the line. Let's put it that way, in that match. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Keep us, keep us guessing. But I, I'll say this, like, if, if you go back and watch the thing or if you see highlights, boy, you can see the UFC, uh, you know, impression, impact. Uh, impact. Yeah, I mean, it's very, I don't watch a lot, you know, but you, you can't help but see some of it. It's very UFC. It, you know, let's have a press conference. They get into it physically. Everybody gets pulled apart. Like, you, you're starting to see the, the uh, overlap there more and more in how they're presenting themselves, which... I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just notable. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a lot of stuff next week. Um, yes. 
And uh, until oh, and uh, recruiting ended. We were done for a bit. Uh, we're done. We're done. So. Yes, yes. We can we can catch up on that a little bit. Yes, yes. Oh. But uh, I'll quickly end, and you know we'll talk about it next week. But you know probably the next time we talk, it'll be after. So a quick happy birthday to young Scarlet that's coming up. First oh, birthday yeah. in just a few days. It's pretty exciting. It's very weird. Yes, 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 yes. But uh, well, thanks, man. Yes, uh, absolutely. Well, we'll be back next week. Until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.